0: Hey everybody, this is Doc and welcome to the Boneyard. Uh, This will be my first episode and today we're going to cover post-traumatic stress disorder or PTS, whichever you find more appealing. So I guess the first question is, is what is post-traumatic stress disorder or PTS? Well basically post-traumatic stress or post-traumatic stress disorder, a natural reaction to a fucked up situation. Now I say that because I'm a PTSD warrior and PTSD survivor. And that is not my quote, that actually came from a counselor I once saw at the VA, Uh, so I can't take credit for that. All jokes aside, PTS or PTSD is a real thing. Many people suffer from PTSD or PTS, uh, including combat veterans, first responders, or just anyone in in general who's suffered a traumatic event uh, in their past. Now, the problem with having PTSD or PTS is the stigma attached to it because it is classified as a mental illness. And as we all know, if someone has a mental illness, they are automatically presumed crazy or mentally deficient. Let's be honest, folks. Unless you have PTSD or PTS, uh, there's a lot of ignorance attached to that that label. Uh, Many people just don't understand. That's the purpose behind this podcast today is to shed a little bit of light on the issue of PTSD and PTSD and let people know that, hey, look, we're normal. There's nothing wrong with having PTSD. It's okay. Now, here's the legal disclaimer. I am not a medical doctor or a licensed clinical psychologist. I am, however, one who has been diagnosed and being treated for PTSD or PTS uh, since about 2005. So, uh, I may not have the academic qualifications, but I can say that I've been there and I'm still there. So, what are the signs? Well, there's a lot of signs, uh, depending on each individual, depends on, uh, what signs you may experience or what, uh, signs and symptoms you may present with. Uh, flashbacks are a big one. Suicidal thoughts, uh, panic attacks, racing thoughts feeling shameful or guilty, uh, anxiety, depression, mood changes with rage or anger, nightmares, insomnia, poor self-esteem, just being emotionally numb and detached, just feeling like you're kind of going through the motions. Now over the past 16 years uh, I've basically experienced uh, damn near each one of these symptoms uh, to some degree or another. Uh, Probably my worst symptom is uh depression and uh suicidal thoughts and yes i've been there Uh, i'm not proud of it but yes i have uh tried to commit suicide twice uh over the years i've been hospitalized for uh depression and uh suicidal thoughts hell i guess about nine times uh so it's a constant battle while i may not be proud of uh having battled and battled with depression uh though i kind of uh Keep it as a, a, a badge of honor, actually. Uh, and what I mean by badge of honor is it's a a trophy in resiliency. Uh, the fact that I'm still here is is uh, no less than a miracle, I have to tell you the truth. But I hate to lose. So uh, I fight this fight every day and will continue to fight this fight every day. And if I can lend a hand out to somebody who's in that position and say, hey, look, it's okay. I get it. You know, having said, uh, what I said about depression and, uh, suicide, there is a lot of strength in admitting that you have weakness. Uh, I know weakness is frowned upon because nobody wants to see themselves as weak. This is especially true in the, uh, warrior culture. Uh, those of us that are combat veterans, uh, really shy away from using the word weak. Uh, we were taught to project strength and, uh, sometimes, uh, extreme violence and overwhelming force, so uh, to put the word weak in our lexicon is, is totally unheard of. Do I see myself as weak? No. Hell no. Uh, I see myself, not to be cocky, confident, or over arrogant, but as a badass motherfucker. Uh, that is a choice I made to be that way. Uh, it is possible. It takes hard work. It sucks at times. But you pull up your big girl panties and you do what you got to do to become the person that you want to be. Now, having said that, uh, I think a little explanation is due here. Uh, I don't go out looking for a fight. I'm not a badass in the macho sense of badassness. Uh, I, however, do not back down to uh, the hard personal issues and problems that life brings. Uh, That's just me. Uh, that's my willingness to not lose and not let shit get the better of me. So what does my battle with PTSD look like? Well, I basically had a life-altering moment on December 28th, 2018. Uh, that was my anniversary from returning from Iraq in 2004. And quite frankly, I just made a decision that, you know what, enough is enough. I'm tired of feeling the way I feel. Um... Uh, It's not worth it. I wasted so many years being a prisoner with my own chains that, you know, I finally just said, hey man, not no more. Now, some of you may be thinking, well, hell, that's easier said than done. Well, look, to be quite honest, this is a uh, no bullshit zone. It all starts with a decision. You've got to make a decision on what you want to do. Uh, It's not easy. Hell no. It's not easy by a long shot, but the payoff is worth it. I can assure you of that. Uh, After you make the decision, come up with a plan. Now I can't tell you how to get from point A to point B. Now that's your own personal journey and you have to decide how you're gonna do that yourself. But uh, like I said, it all starts with a decision, uh, on a plan of action. And whatever you decide to do is up to you. Uh, Just keep in mind that the goal is achievable and if you are willing to put the work in, suffer the sacrifice and the pain of growth let me tell you man you'll be a different person will the rest of your life be all flowers and unicorns and butterflies and shit like that hell no but it's how you approach life and your perspective and how you choose to deal with it that really makes a difference and let me tell you i've done a lot of personal growth over the past 16 years Uh, it's been hard it sucked I didn't want to do it, to be quite honest, because I was happy living in my own misery until I reached that, that pinnacle, that one day that that little bell went off, and I was like, you know what? It's time to get up off my ass and do the work. Okay, like I said before, it all starts with a decision. So, hey, let's uh, let's pony up, let's man up, and uh, maybe make that decision. Uh, if that's where you're at and in your, uh, your journey, then great. Uh, If not, don't lose hope because it's out there. Okay, so I kind of got off on a tangent. Uh, Let's let's deal with some of the uh, symptoms of uh, PTSD or PTS. Uh, Like I said, my battle was with, uh, and is with depression. Uh, Depending on who you talk to, what clinical psychologist or what psychiatrist you talk to, uh, depends on what What uh, answer you're going to get for uh, what the definition of depression is? But basically, it's a feeling of extreme sadness that lasts or persists for a specific period of time. Uh, You basically you lose all interest in things. Uh, You become withdrawn, uh, antisocial. Basically, you've pretty much given up at that point. Uh, You see no hope for the future, and uh, that's probably the most uh, disturbing part of depression uh, that you lose. You lose sight of, of what's going on. Uh, you become encapsulated in your own misery through no fault of your own. I mean, it's, it's a natural progression. You know, sadness does lead to depression. Uh, there's, there's a clinical link between the two. One of the biggest problems with depression is it's often accompanied by uh, suicidal ideations. Uh, what I mean by that is uh, suicidal thoughts. Uh, of course, if you have thoughts, then there's always the possibility that may lead to actions. Which is another problem in itself. All right, this is a uh, a lead into uh, some really, really deep shit here. Uh, And I gotta admit, I am uncomfortable talking about it, but I'm willing to hang it out there for for everyone's sake and, you know, get over my own self. So, uh, what are some of the warning signs of uh, suicidal thoughts? Okay, isolation and withdrawal is probably uh, one of the, the biggest. Biggest red flags, I would say. Uh, it's probably the the one thing that, that gets others' attention is uh, the fact that the person having suicidal thoughts, uh, they they basically form their own shell and and don't come out. Uh, they may uh, give away their uh, most personal possessions. Uh, they may have extreme mood swings. Act totally out of character. You know that's. That's not quite like them. Uh, Sometimes you got to pay attention to recognize the sign. Drug and alcohol use or overuse is another one. Uh, And let's face it, we do it because we want to stop the pain. We want to stop the hurt. I'm not going to lie. I dealt with this problem myself. Uh, Mine was alcohol in 2008. Uh, I was drinking way too much at that time. And uh, was trying to balance work and all that and uh, alcohol was my refuge. Uh, I seen myself headed in a downward spiral. Uh, fortunately I recognized the signs and coming from uh, a parent or correction parents that were both uh, functioning alcoholics uh, <laughs> I was like man now uh, this is this is one road I sure as hell don't want to go down. person who's thinking about uh, committing suicide may uh, say things like I don't see any future. I'm worthless. I don't matter uh, Things will be better when I'm gone uh, Those types of things and hey, I said the same things man, and I believed it. I'm not gonna lie I believed it 100% now at the time I could not see past my own depression and I couldn't see that there was hope in the future But I got to tell you, man, it's a deep, dark rabbit hole to go down and one hell of one to climb out of. What are some circumstances that may cause one to uh, consider suicide? Death of a loved one, uh, any traumatic situation, uh, major life changes, uh, problems at work. The list of causing factors is unique as the individual themselves. Uh, There's no flashing neon sign that, that goes off. To point that way, it's uh, whatever that person perceives is something that they can't climb out of. I recently had an opportunity to go through some suicide awareness training. Uh, It was for a uh, project involving the Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, And what I learned is it's called TASC, T-A-S-C. Basically, the T is tune in, be aware of what's going on. Have that little spidey sense that goes off, that little flashing ball that says, hey, man, something just ain't right. A, ask directly, hey, look, have you thought about hurting yourself or committing suicide? Don't be ashamed because you may just save that life. S, state the thoughts that are serious. And C, connect to help. It's important that the person receives help. Otherwise, it's a moot point. Okay, guys, since uh, we're dealing with the uh, subject of depression and uh, suicide, I'm going to throw out some resources here. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That's 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Or the uh, Crisis Text Line USA is 741741. Uh, now, if you're a veteran... You can obviously call the uh, Veterans Crisis Line, that's 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. The key to suicide prevention is recognizing the uh, early warning signs and however, uh, I got to be honest with you folks, uh, you can't help everybody. Uh, That's a personal decision that they make, Uh, it's not your fault, Uh, it's a, a choice. Uh, some people see suicide as a, a cop-out. Let me share something with you. Uh, suicide is not a cop-out. Uh, like I've said, I've attempted it twice. Uh, I'm not condoning suicide. I'm not saying it's okay or it's not okay. It's a individual decision. But I can tell you that it does take a lot of strength to be committed to that act, uh, to know that you were ending your own life, uh, that's, that's some, uh, some serious shit. All right, guys, we're going to, uh, switch gears a little bit and, uh, I'm going to talk about, uh, some other symptoms that I have of, uh, PTSD or PTS, if you want to call it that. Um, also deal with flashbacks. What exactly is a flashback you may be thinking or want to ask? Well, it's basically reliving that traumatic experience over and over uh, as though it's happening again uh, in real time. Even though it's a, uh, a memory, it seems real at the time. Uh, you go through all the, the emotions, the physical signs and symptoms, the rapid heartbeat, the uh, heavy breathing, uh, you name it. One of the craziest things about flashbacks is uh, no one knows you're having them. They're like your uh, own internal hell that only you, uh, only you experience. Uh, there's no flashing lights, no fireworks that go off, no outside triggers that let people know, hey, this is what's going on inside. Going to get real with you folks for a second. Uh, like I said in the promo, this is a safe zone, but this is not a comfort zone. So uh, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone here and uh, share a couple of my uh, flashbacks with you from Iraq. Uh, as some of you may or may not know, uh, I was a medic in Iraq for uh, about ten and a half months uh, on a convoy team. Uh, what our basic mission parameters were was uh, we basically got the, uh, the shit jobs that nobody else wanted to take. Uh, we traveled the roads a lot uh, of area of operations. I uh, was basically from uh, LSA Anaconda in the city of Balad up to, uh, Missoula and Kirkuk. So we, we covered a, a pretty big area there. Now my basic responsibilities on that team were, uh, obviously medic. Uh, you know, when the shit hit the fan, that's, that's what old Dr. Renan was for there. the uh, to get out the super glue and the, uh, adhesive tape and put the shit back together. So what basically happened was this, uh, we received a warning order, uh, the night before the mission, which was basically the mission details, that kind of stuff. Uh, we would be escorting another unit down to, uh, LSA Anaconda in Balad. Well, on the way, uh, basically their, their vehicles kept breaking down. So every time one broke down, we'd have to stop and pull security, which was getting to be a pain in the ass because it was already over hundred degrees and I had a good 40, 50 pounds of shit on me and really didn't want to be there on main supply route or MSR Tampa. Uh, Basically, it was a uh, a brick structure, uh, mud brick, with a uh, a wall that enclosed the front of it to separate it from the the road itself. Uh, While we were stopped, a couple of kids came out, obviously curious as to what was going on, and they kept getting closer and closer to my position where I was pulling security. And what it boiled down to was... I felt that they were a threat, and I had to make a decision whether or not to shoot them, to kill them, uh, to stop that that potential threat. Well, as fate or luck would have it, or whatever divine intervention you want to believe in, uh, they stopped basically before I was uh, to pull the trigger. Uh, I had already put my finger on the trigger and started to squeeze when they, they stopped their forward movement, stopped and turned around. I had basically resigned myself to the fact that I was going to have to kill him. Uh, I was concerned with shot placement and that type of thing. Uh, as it turned out, uh, that action wasn't needed, but let me tell you, that, uh, that one instance has haunted me to this day. Uh, I had, at the time, two kids that were about that age, and uh, every time I see toddlers especially, uh, I relive that event and get real uncomfortable around them. I don't avoid little kids, however, uh, I do tend to limit myself to their exposure uh, for that very same reason of having to relive that moment. But as a way of personal growth, uh, I pull up my big girl panties and deal with it. Uh, it still sucks after all these years, but you know it's it's an ongoing process. It's it's. Probably never going to be finished for me, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. Another flashback that uh, that reoccurs, not so much now, but uh, it did in the past. Uh, we received a, uh, a movement order. Uh, I forget where the hell we were going, to tell you the truth. Uh, we're sitting in our compound, getting a uh, intel, or intelligence debrief before the mission. And, uh, all of a sudden we hear a a bed go off, which is basically a car bomb. Uh, it was relatively close to our perimeter, uh, by the front gate. So, uh, when it came time to, uh, roll out, we rolled past the site of that explosion. And I got to tell you folks, there was pieces of body everywhere. It stunk to high heaven. It's just a smell that, that you never forget. we had to roll over the body parts to get from point A to point B. Uh, the, the local quick reaction force hadn't set up security yet to secure the site. So we just kind of bulldozed our way through it. And uh, that was a tough one, man. Uh, it, was, it was some gruesome shit. Now the purpose of sharing these, uh, these two flashbacks specifically, uh, basically this. Uh, this is how I, I've learned to deal with them. Uh, lessen the shock value of them when they do happen and I wouldn't say overcome them but are are more accepting and more comfortable with them when they do happen. So what basically are flashbacks to begin with? Well this is just my personal opinion and my experience but uh, flashbacks are your brain's or correction your mind's way of uh, trying to make sense of some crazy shit that's happened. How I've learned to deal with flashbacks over the years is basically this, to recognize that it is just that, a flash in the past. It's not current. I'm not reliving it per se in this time frame. Uh, it was a past event. Uh, that way it's been kind of easier to take, uh, easier to disseminate because of that. What are the causes of flashbacks? Well, flashbacks are basically a result of things that trigger you or triggers. Uh, They can be sights, sounds, smells, uh, feelings. uh, You name it. It is virtually impossible to eliminate triggers. Triggers are going to happen. The important key is to recognize what is a trigger and what isn't a trigger and have a plan to deal with them uh, when they do happen. Now, You may be asking yourself, what are my triggers? Well, I can't answer that. I mean, that's, that's up to you. But uh, I can say for myself that that has been a, a ongoing battle to uh, recognize them, uh, to be mindful of what's going on and to know what basically pisses or ticks me off or uh, allows those things to come to light. And let me tell you, it's not easy. Uh, it takes a lot of, a lot of introspection and uh, a lot of paying attention on your part to uh, recognize those things. Now, what do I do when I'm triggered? That's a good question. Uh, the first thing is to recognize what's going on uh, and believe me, it happens in a, in a, a minimal amount of time, uh, literally thousands of seconds and bang, I'm there. So uh, like I said before, it, it's tough, but uh, you've got to know what pushes your buttons. So. Covering flashbacks kind of brings me into uh, my next subject of uh, intrusive thoughts. Uh, What exactly is an intrusive thought? It's one of those thoughts that you have tucked back in uh, the recesses of your mind. It it pokes its head up and says, "Uh, hey, buddy, (laughs) I'm here. Remember me? And what do I do when I have these uh, intrusive thoughts? Well, basically, I acknowledge the fact that I've had it. And like I said before, hit that mental remote, man, and change the channel. Put something else on you want to listen to so to speak. All right, folks, that, uh, swim we took there in, uh, the, uh, bitter ocean of deep truth, uh, it's kind of got this boy, uh, kind of drained here. So we're going to switch gears and I'm going to, uh, conclude this podcast with a segment I'm going to call shameless plugs and Shoutouts." Uh, my first shameless plug is to my buddy, Mark at typhooncoaster.com. That's typhooncoaster.com. Mark is a a world-renowned artist. He has merchandise, a book. I cannot wait for you to read it. I hear it's a good read. All right, that was a shameless plug to my buddy Mark, and uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to Deanna Gustafson Frampton. That's Deanna Gustafson Frampton, who is uh, sponsoring this podcast, who has a wonderful line of homemade products. Let me tell you, the girl's got some talent. Hey, feel free to check her out on Facebook. Uh, This is going to end the podcast for uh, this episode, and believe it or not, I'm going to be back for many more, so uh, you guys take care, and just remember, folks, this podcast is not about the steak, the meat, or the gristle. It's about the bare bones. Catch y'all next time.